Richie! Hello, Sin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 232 of the Snack Covenant. Hey, Richie! Yes, Sin. There's some very exciting news happening in the Elden Ring community today. Oh, Elden Ring! We watched the leaked footage of yep. the trailers. Yep. We took some screenshots and we have some things to say. Yes. First, can you give me your overall impression of the whole trailer or the bits of trailer that you put together in your mind through the power of mental editing? Yes. I guess the thing that struck me most about the trailer is it almost seems like three distinct styles that are sort of being mashed together. Because most of what we've seen looks a lot like Dark Souls 2, but more outdoorsy. Hmm. Things like, you know, you wandering around with the torch in the cave, the the sort of the color palette, the design of the areas, like it, that looked very visually. I mean, the design of like the castles and everything. And, and, you know, the big, big bridge you see constantly in the background, that reminded me a lot of Dark Souls 2. But then you've also got things like the giants that are, seem to be sort of harpooned to that big thing they're dragging. And you've got a character who I think is the arm man from the trailer, or at least a similar kind of creature. And like the, the, the sort of severed head that's turning to ash or rock or something, which gives you this weird, like body horror demon souls world gone wrong feel. Mm -hmm. And then at the end for like 10 seconds, it becomes, it becomes like Otogi or the divine realm stuff in Sekiro where there's just straight up, like here's an Onmyoji who makes everything turn into like a big reflected moon. <laughs> and if you showed me those three things without telling me they were all Elden Ring, I would actually think, is this just the next three games from is doing? <laughs> so I'm interested in, whether, like, they do sort of manage to make these cohere into a single aesthetic in the way that Bloodborne combined a bunch of stuff together, or if the whole point of it being this big open world is that there's just all of these different things happening that don't really look anything like each other. Thank you, Richie. I got a very similar impression of the trailer when I watched it. At some points, it seemed to be very Dark Souls. Mm. And at some point, it felt a little Sekiro. Mm. But then, toward the end, where it says, from the creators of Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro, mm. the image, the background, the moon, and the statue mm. on the side made me think of Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder if it's going to start as the like more traditional high fantasy stuff that we're seeing and then transition into being this weird body horror thing, or if they're just going to exist side by side from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So obviously this is a very, very, very low quality video file. So it's hard to like analyze it 
very closely. And also a lot of the enemies, like the designs look quite complicated. So it's actually really hard to tell what's what when you look at them. You just sort of see these sort of strange masses moving. The only thing you can make out really clearly is the dragon because it's a dragon. So I'll start with um, an image that recurs throughout. And I think this is significant. I think this might be like the Filing Shrine equivalent. Either the Filing Shrine equivalent or the Anul Londo equivalent, which is this enormous tree with a bridge leading to it. And what's kind of interesting is if we keep looking at when the dragon shows up, We've established that's the same tree because it's got the same bridge leading to it. The tree's glowing except when the dragon shows up. So I don't know if that is a like a world tendency system or if it's the lighting or if it's a time of day thing, but like it looks like the tree, sometimes it is glowing and sometimes it is not. Because they did want to implement some sort of system in Dark Souls 3. Yeah, Dark Souls 3 initially had a quite in-depth kind of day-night system, but you had a degree of control over it. You could sort of shift the time of day around a bit like manipulating world tendency and demon souls. So I'm wondering if that is maybe what's going on here. Um, What I'm really interested in is the way that the tree next to it, there is this huge tower with a bridge leading to it. Because that says to me, like, either that is the hub, like the filing shrine area, or it's the Anorlondo equivalent that you're sort of working toward all game. If you think about it as like a big open world, the presence of a gigantic tree is helpful for orienting where you are. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if like that's basically the center of the map. And also like the the way that, okay, this is the really important thing. This is this massive tree that like, we sort of heard mention of a big tree in Elden Ring and the the trailer that we saw, the destruction of the ring seems to take place inside of a tree. One of the things that, that a character says to us in the trailer is like, I cannot imagine why you seek the Elden Ring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also know the Elden Ring was shattered by someone or something, which implies like okay you're seeking it but it's also broken so i'm wondering if like is the structure of this going to be that you have to get the different pieces of the elden ring and take them back to the tree and put them back together again in the same way that like the souls games were about like hey get these souls and bring them back to like the kiln where it all started because i mean that just that like it's not great but you can see it being like a decent skeleton for an open world thing. Just like get these bits of a ring and stick them back together again as an excuse to go around the different areas. It's it's really confusing when they say like you're seeking the Elden Ring because we see the Elden Ring, presumably that is the Elden Ring, getting destroyed on camera. Because we don't really know when exactly the ring gets shattered and what are the properties of the ring. Well, it commanded the stars. Giving life its fullest brilliance. Oh, Elton Ring. <laughs> Do you think the um the characters saying that is the same one who's like, I cannot imagine why you seek the Elden Ring? Do you think they're the same character? They might be. Yeah. But they might not be. <laughs> you know what was conspicuously absent? 
There was no um, Firekeeper slash doll character. In the trailer. Yeah, it's what I mean, because you'd think like... But it's a 10-second trailer filmed on a flip phone. No, but what I what I mean is those characters tend to be the like exposition dump ones who explain the world to you. And here the world is being explained by some like old dude instead. Oh my god. He's the firekeeper. He might I don't know. Because he's the one who's like, oh you've arrived, like you crossed the sea of fog to the Riftlands, which is something you'd expect like monumental to say no you, well, yeah you'd expect like the hub npc to say unless like unless this guy is the crestfallen warrior equivalent mm-hmm. he's like oh you'll never make it there were some parts in the trailer that i really really liked yeah one of them was the two giants pulling the cart i assume is filled with food did you notice that that cart comes back they featured the food cart more often than they featured the firekeepers. Here's the giants pulling the cart. And then in the horse riding sequence, the character is riding by the same cart, I think, from the other side. Wow, it's very big. Well, yeah, because they one of the things they mentioned is like bosses would sort of move around the map. So I'm wondering if, like, the cart is some sort of event that you either encounter randomly or maybe you have to chase it down. That would be cool. Yeah. This is, like, this is actually giving me weird um, Armored Core for answer vibes, which we know is Miyazaki's first game and the, the game he then proceeded to, like, base a bunch of stuff on, kind of, because... The thing about Armored Core 4 Answer in comparison to the other games is that it was about the presence of these enormous sort of war machines called arms forts that were all unique. So you would get missions where you had to take down an arms fort, but they would all function differently. And like a couple of them were sort of like this. It was like a big train or a big tank that was moving very slowly across the ground and you had to figure out a weak point. So the presence of like just very large things, like very large hostile things, like we used to assume this is hostile because the character is attacking the guards yeah. when they go by on the horse. This or the dragon or something, that just makes me think like it's kind of like an arms fort. It's just like this big thing, this big thing that's projecting a threat. And also like the um the tree itself, like we talked about like from and trees and they keep recycling things, but like the presence of the giant looming tree in the background again makes me think of the giant looming Kojima reactors in Armored Core. Kojima reactors. Speaking of Kojima. Yes. What I assume is like the warrior class that they show off when they're doing like the the little character intro thing. It, it made me think of uh, Raiden from Metal Gear Rising. I think because the, the headband is slightly over one eye. You know what made me think of something? What? The tree, the yeah. giant glowing tree. Yeah. If you look at it long enough, it starts to look like a giant slug that's standing upright. The one from Bloodborne at the very end. Oh, yeah, yeah, the trunk, yeah. Yeah, it looks like our little slug from Bloodborne. You know, there's there's um there's snails that 
they make rafts for themselves out of bubbles and they stick to the bottom like that and get washed around. That's beautiful. That's how they travel underwater, yeah. So this could be a giant slug. Well, as we know, Miyazaki is engaged in adversarial five-dimensional chess with people all the time. (laughs) So you can't trust anything these days. (laughs) Thank you, Ritu. Do you want to talk about the day-night system? Because we see an example of it. Okay, so there's this castle here that you see for quite a while, like they linger on it for a while. And then later on, we see the character fighting. It's really hard to make out what it is, but it's like a person with a big sort of curved sword and either like a tentacle or a tail or something that is writhing around after them. But for like a split second, you get to see the castle in the background and I'm pretty sure it's the same castle. Okay. I actually like this castle because it's not a typical castle. Yeah, so we seem to be getting, like, this is an example of going to a different area two different times. This character is weird because you can't really make it out because of the the footage quality, but this, like, weird um kind of blob thing is extending out of their body. And when it happened, Specifically here. See, I can't tell if it has, like, if you look on the the left-hand side, it almost looks like there's a bunch of skulls and bones stuck in it. Kind of like the lower half of Aldrich. But then I'm also not sure if that's actually there or that's artifacting, because it might just be artifacting because there was another point where i thought oh there's a castle in the sky and then i realized the castle was just the word confidential (laughs) it was in front of a cloud and it sort of looked like pillars oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah you sent me this picture i love it because it looks like some strange abstract art and i don't understand anything that's going on it looks like one of those ai generated pictures yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's another thing we only see for a few seconds. There is this enormous contraption that is attached to the castle and the character's walking under it. And, like, it's sort of hard to get a sense of perspective because it. I don't know if it's, like... I don't think it's actually that huge. It's just quite close to where the camera is. It makes it look much bigger, but it's still quite large. It looks a... It's not clear what it is. It looks a bit like the astral clock or some sort of big cog. It gave me an astral clock vibe. Yeah, it might also be like a water wheel because it's got what look like um, sort of paddles on the side. A very decorative water wheel. Must be a Kindhurst water wheel. Yeah, yeah. So like this, I have no idea what this is. I guess the thing that I've noticed with this is that Presumably to reinforce that, yes, this is open world. They don't really seem to repeat locations much. Apart from, like, us seeing this big bridge everywhere. hmm Yeah. Can, can we talk about Arm Boy? Who's the Arm Boy? Okay, so when the character with the spear and the catalyst is fighting, like, what basically appears to be a blob, if you freeze frame it, It's pretty clear, 
at least to me that the um what you're looking at is like a character whose limbs are a bunch of arms fused together like it's like Mm-hmm. It looks like segmented limbs like an insect, but that they all seem to be arms stuck into other arms. You think that's the guy from the original trailer? Maybe it's one of his minions? Like, I don't think it's necessarily the same character, but it's very, very similar. It's definitely, like, the limbs really do look like a bunch of arms fused together. So either it's the same guy, it's one of his friends... <laughs> or this is just a common occurrence in Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you just make bespoke limbs for yourself. <laughs> I am a little disappointed that um, from what I've seen, the characters, like, you're not going to be attaching additional body parts to yourself because you just seem to be like a normal dude in all of the all of the footage. Well, we don't know yet. They're not going to reveal yeah. everything in a trailer. Yeah. One of the things that, like, happened with the Souls games that I got a little disappointed by was that they started introducing things where you were given a choice that seemed significant, but ultimately it wasn't. And I know it's not technically a Souls game, but if you think about, like, the two carp merchants in Sekiro, there's this big thing about, like, which which merchant are you going to side with? Who are you going to betray? And they both have different kind of personalities and everything. It doesn't matter. You get exactly the same ending either way. It just changes the location of where the final merchant will be. And then you've got, like, Pate and Creighton from 2, where it's set up as a mystery, but, like, it's rigged because regardless of the one you choose, the other one is always the betrayer. So it's kind of a meaningless choice. Yeah. So I really would like it if at some point in Elden Ring you actually did have a choice that had a significant impact on the rest of the game. Yeah. Or even like like in Bloodborne when Annalise is like, oh, you want to make an oath with the vile bloods? It'll you're like you'll rot. Like it's like I do not want to do this. And she presents it like if you do this, like something significant will happen and you don't, you just get access to a covenant. But like if you imagine like in that if you if you had taken Annalise's blood, it would have changed like how people reacted to you. Yeah. Yeah. So what I I'm hoping is like maybe there is going to be a point in Elden Ring where like you can choose to do something to your body because that seems to be like what's going on here that like like maybe you can choose to like have a limb replaced with a metal one or like replace part of your body with another part and it won't necessarily like change how your character handles or anything. You'll still be just a humanoid, but if there were like paths you could take, like you could take like a path where your body is more artificial on a part where you're like Frankensteining yourself, that'd be neat. I don't think they'll do it, but it would be neat. Mm-hmm. Richie, how do we know that mm-hmm. these are actual Elden Ring trailers? Well, actually, there's, there's an interesting uh, point there because this is a trailer that was for internal viewing. Mm-hmm. So... We don't know if this is actually the Elden Ring trailer. When we actually get a trailer, it might not be this. This might just be the thing they were throwing around to show people, like, hey, we did this. It's like that the Dark Souls 3 stuff that leaked Project in 2015. Um, well, I know that there's Project Beast trailers that predate the one that was shown off, but, like, 
like ma- making internal trailers that aren't really for a general audience is normal mm-hmm. to like show to investors and show to like within the company and show like, this is what we're up to. Look at the cool things we've done. Like what did everyone think about this? And like the Dark Souls 3 stuff that leaked in 2015, like we've talked about this before, but that was outdated by the time it had leaked mm-hmm. because it was from an internal thing. If you looked at it, it was written like like they're they're trying to hype the game up, but they're trying to hype the game up to like not to a general audience, not to journalists, but to like the people that they're showing it to. So it listed all these features and stuff that turned out not to be in the finished game because it was like it was internal and it was outdated by the time we saw it because it was internal from like a year previously, I think. Hmm. And like this is all watermarked, like it's like literally has internal viewing written on it. <laughs> I don't know if this is actually going to be the finished trailer. This might just be a mock-up of a trailer or something, you know, like a, a rough edit of a trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this got leaked yesterday. Yeah. Does that give us an idea of when it was filmed on the potato phone? I don't think so. Oh, well, like, maybe... The thing is, like, something else that happened a little before this leaked was that Bandai Namco trademarked something called Bandai Namco Next, and no one was sure what it meant, and we still don't have confirmation that the theory is that, like, it's an online presentation thing. It's like a showcase for what Bandai Namco are doing next. So the theory is, like, the reason this Elden Ring stuff got out is because it's it's being put in place to show off at this Bandai Namco next thing. I have no idea when that's going to be, or even if it is actually a show, but if it is, then like, I imagine the Elden Ring trailer would be shown online at this next thing. Or not. Well, I don't know what it is. I mean, a a next is from Armored Core as well. So maybe, maybe it's Armored Core 6. Another Armored Core game. Yes. Yeah. Hype. Yeah. you, You love Armored Core. I love Armored Core. Yeah, you're, you're always you're always we're always discussing builds together. We've got our yeah. spreadsheets out. Yeah, uh, those those parts and the metal. Yeah, yeah, discussing how to get maximum generator output. Oh, there we go. Yeah, hot girl shit. <laughs> Another thing I liked about the trailer was the giant head. Earlier, when I told you, hey, you remember how there's a giant head in the trailer? I really thought that was cool. You were like, what head? Okay, I'd like to defend myself here on two grounds. (laughs) Firstly, is that you didn't say head, you said face. You said there's a face in the ground. So I was imagining, like, (laughs) is this like some never-ending story rock biter stuff? And there's, like, a face in it. But no, it was actually a giant head. But then I'm also like, is that a giant head, end of Evangelion style? Or is just that a human-sized head that's close to the camera? Because I can't tell. That's a good point. Um, I don't know. I hope it's a giant head. Yeah. I would like nothing more than for there to be just... <laughs> no, that would be so cool if yeah. it's this open world thing and as you're going around you just find like... <laughs> random giant human body parts that are on fire yeah i suppose the thing about it that made me think this is going to be different enough to dark souls 
was when they're showing off the three character classes and then the camera pulls all the way back when the wizard's out there. Mm -hmm. And you just see this huge open field in front of you. Mm -hmm. There's really been nothing like that before. Just like a big, big open space. There's been like places like Darkroot, but that's full of trees. And like Darkroot still funnels you into like certain paths that you got to like take and like you know Sekiro's got a lot of big open areas but they're big open urban areas where you're like hopping from rooftop to rooftop this is just this is like breath of the wild this is just like a big big space that just seems to go on and on and on and that's what interests me do you like how the wizard is just the most stereotypical wizard imaginable with just like the pointed hat and everything I love that. We call her Zulia. Okay. Sin, it looks like you have something to say. A few months ago, some stuff leaked about Elden Ring. Yeah. Specifically, some art leaked. Mm-hmm. I pasted a couple of images in Discord. Could you please first describe the snake person? Okay, so our first image here, these are also very low res. It's going to be a recurring theme. <laughs> so the first one is it's a snake person, but it's not like a, a primordial serpent or a sense fortress snake person. It looks like just an actual snake that someone has stuck a human face on and not even in a place you would think to put a human face on a snake. It's like... <laughs> sort of close to the snake's head, but on its belly. There's sort of, like, bits of snake hanging over this person who does appear to have, like, human-looking limbs. But, like, it it looks artificial. It looks like two things that have been mashed together, like some horrible teleporter accident that, like, a person and a snake got crossbred. That sounds like a great movie plot. Hi, Richie here. Just in case anyone watching is too young or just a little bit cinema illiterate to know, when Sin says that two organisms fusing together would be a good plot for a movie, she's having a little joke. Because it is, as we both know, the plot of the film Dr. Jekyll and Ms. Hyde. We now return to the podcast. And uh, the other image was of, we assume it's the giant that we saw in the 2019 trailer. It's just a very large person with this boar tusk kind of helmet and a huge mane of red hair and a gigantic sword, two gigantic swords on a battlefield. So presumably it's just that character. Thank you, Richie. And we actually had a piece of concept art released a long time ago. Could you describe what it looks like? It looks like Prince Lothric. <laughs> with the, with coiled, the coiled sword. sword. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the thing that stands out is that they're wearing a kind of cowl over their face. Mm-hmm. But their cowl has a face on it. And when I first saw the snake person, I thought maybe... 
this snake person shed their skin and then Lothric was wearing their skin as a cloak. But the way you describe the snake person makes me feel like it's unlikely now. Well, this is another interesting thing about like the, the weird body horror stuff that's going on in Elden Ring that we get glimpses of. Because I'm describing this thing as a cowl with a face on it. What if that is actually someone's skin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it seems to be this thing about, oh, people's bodies are falling apart and having to be repaired. So what if that cowl is actually just some dude's skin that's, like, I guess somehow still alive or, like, the person who's wearing it is, like, taking that person's power or something after they've died or, like, the skin is taking over that person or there's some crossbreed thing happening? Remember Demon Souls? No. Oh, wait, yes. <laughs> Remember the Yellow King? Yeah, the old monk. The old monk who had yeah, a yellow cloth. Yeah. yeah. And the cloth kind of controlled him, right? Yeah. So it could be like... I don't know, but then you've also got like the snake where it, it doesn't look like a snake person. It looks like a person who has been forcibly and quite crudely crossbred with a snake so i'm wondering if like is that the same thing was this like a person whose body fell apart and they survived by kind of sticking bits of themselves onto this giant snake and they they carried on that way that to me is like much more interesting than like what if there was a magic ring and it was in pieces and you had to assemble it like even the the weird (laughs) giant things that we saw like they it's not even like we got some giants and we stuck some chains in them to pull this thing. Like the giants, like they they have just cavities where their yeah. stomach should be. They look like giant corpses that are turning into roots. And they're very like clearly very crudely just impaled on this thing. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, so there's like there's stuff going on with like it, it's very like Tower of Latria. Where you meet like the the centipedes with the human faces and the the mind flayers that just seem to actually be people that got things like parasites stuck to their heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's what I think is like really interesting about what we've seen. This like forcible like hybridization of people, but then like there's the big giant guy, and from what we've seen, he just um, I don't know because like that giant guy like. Is he going to be important? I don't know because he seems to not be very well in the in in that um, trailer. Richie, yes, I just noticed the giant guy is riding a horse. Is he? Look at it. Look at the bottom. Yeah, there's something under him. <laughs> what? Oh my god, that poor thing. <laughs> Oh, it's like me trying to ride Corvo into battle. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think, like, going back to... Because we know that From just, like, keep reusing shit that didn't work in older games. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's going to be, like, in Kanehurst, where there seems to be, like, knights with no legs that had to ride horses? Do you think they're going to do that? There's going to be someone whose like legs have turned to ash or rock or whatever, and they just have to ride a horse to get around. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There are going to be people turning to beasts under the red moon. Yeah. There's going to be a grave of the gods. I think that's almost certain. There'll be something like that. (laughs) Do you think there's going to be a painting? Maybe for the DLC. Because one one thing we didn't mention is that it does say on screen that it's an action RPG franchise, (laughs) which says like, okay, this is not a one and done thing. There's going to be like another (laughs) two or three of these at least. And that's again, like if you want to talk about it being um, internal, Mm -hmm. I feel like if you were making this for general consumption, you wouldn't say franchise. This is something you would show to like investors or like publishers or something to get them interested in what they've done rather than. I mean, if you, if you did release a trailer that's straight up called the first thing a franchise, that's like, I feel like people would get a little turned off by that. It seems a little cynical. But hopefully that means that they're planning it out. So it's not like they did Dark Souls 1 and then it's like Dark Souls 2 is in the North Pole. Dark Souls 3 is not actually the end. It's a... It's a turning point. It's a, a turning, turning point, point for the series. Yeah. yeah. When it turned into Elden Ring. <laughs> because that's clearly what this is. So I think it's better that way. It's better to think long-term and to have a coherent like trilogy or whatever. Or maybe it's not even planned out, but it's just like, we're going to leave it Mm open-ended so that we can do another one as opposed to like, you just, the world just ended or the same thing is going to happen again. Mm -hmm. Are you excited that our main character is tragic and has crossed the fog to get here? I don't think we're tragic. I think it's a well, happy character this time. Well, the the narrator begs to differ. <laughs> calls you a tragic thing. Oh. And they can't imagine why we seek the Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Do you want to talk about our character then? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, like, like obviously it has character creation in it because we see three completely different ones. Mm-hmm. And they seem to have, like, there's the... Guy with, like, a curved sword and a shield. There's someone who it looks like they have an axe, and I can't see what else they've got. And then there's, uh, like, a wizard with a pointy hat and a staff. And then later on, we see it looks like a sort of hybrid class where they're using uh, magic as well as a spear. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the same kind of, like, Souls archetypes and Souls character progression is back. And also, like, flails are new, I guess, because we've not really seen flails in the Souls games before. I know they they almost did a flail for Bloodborne because it's, like, in the concept art book and they didn't do it, but that's cool. From what we know, like, we're not from wherever the Riftlands are supposed to be. Like, we're an outsider. We've come there. It's very specific that we crossed a sea to get here and find the Elden Ring. Again, it's like our character is a little more proactive. It's not like we're some random guy who got cursed or we we woke up after a blood transfusion or something like that. Like we seem to be like it's a more stock like adventurer character. Like we have a re kind of like Demon Souls, but like you had to go into the people who went into the fissure. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
also seem to be quite a few people. Like, it seems reasonably populated. Like, you see there's just people at the campfire. There's people riding by the the thing the giants are pulling. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels, like, a little more populated. This just looks like, oh, there's just people here. And, like, they're hostile, but they're just, like, people. It's not like they're, they don't seem to be, like, hollows or beasts or something. There's just, like, there's just a camp full of bandits or something like that. I hope that we get to visit cities in their prime in Elden Ring. Yeah. Because in Souls, we mostly visit, like, collapsed civilizations. Yeah. Even Yarnum, there are people there. But the town isn't doing too well. No. No. I guess it would be interesting to see how Miyazaki envisions a well-functioning society, I guess. What do you think Riftlands are? They say, like, you've come to the Riftlands. Like, presumably the game itself is set in the Riftlands. Because to me, like, Riftland makes it seem like there's something that's in flux about it. There's something that's broken. Like it's separated from the rest of the world? Yeah, but you see, like, there's all these castles and bridges and stuff. Which makes me wonder if it's, like... um like Lothric in Dark Souls 3, where just all these bits and pieces of other lands sort of got stuck together to make one place. Well, this is a character saying you've come to the Riftlands. Maybe it's a little part of the bigger game. Yeah. You know? The very edge of the map. So that would be cool if this was like a little part of it and then a giant map and there are different zones that like do different things. Well, this this sort of loops around to something I wanted to talk about, which is the the boss with the moon behind them. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. Holy Moonlight Sword revealed here. Possibly. Like, everything we've seen up until now is, like, it's knights and dragons and wizards. And, like, some giants and stuff. And then this thing shows up and it looks like like something from, like, Fountainhead Palace, Sekiro, just weird stuff going on. Because yeah, yeah. what, what happens is, like, you see this beam of light come down, which looks to be moonlight. And then there's this character in the middle who is dressed like a, kind of like an Onmyoji, which is a Japanese, like, um, we'll just say, like, sorcerer. And you then see, like, an it changes angle and you can see that they're surrounded by these like orare things like the ones in Bergenworth. And then out of nowhere, this is just like pure supernatural stuff, like almost surreal. The arena turns to water and this huge reflected moon appears behind them, which is again, like it's very Bergenworth, but like what I'm interested in there is that that character is clearly like, quote unquote like from the east if you think about the way that souls does things there's always like shiva or yamamura or someone who's like this is the like it's not japan because it's a fantasy world but they're like a samurai or a ronin or something and they're usually they're voiced by like an asian voice actor unlike everyone else i'm gonna say they're from the east so is this like a character who's from the East, and this is just like our one Eastern character, or is there actually going to be, because it's this big open world, is there going to be this like Japan inflected Sekiro style like zone? 
So maybe the map is giant and it's separated into various areas, but the areas being, this is a fantasy world with dragons. This is a Bloodborne world. This is a Kindhurst world. This is a magic wizard world. So it's a metatextual thing and the different zones are actually different genres. Yes. Yeah. And I want at least one Fallout zone, please. Okay. Fallout 3, though, not... not the yeah. Fallout. Well, you think you just go into another zone and the controls are different. <laughs> you have to use a mouse from now on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one last thing I wanted to talk about was the leaked concept art. That, again, leaked a while ago, but we haven't really yeah. talked about it before. We talked about it on the AMA, but I don't begrudge people for not watching those because they're like three hours long. (laughs) So can you tell me your general impression of the concept art? Okay, so we're talking about concept art of a the character who is smashing what we assume is the Elden Ring in the 2019 trailer. Mm -hmm. And this led to a a discussion. There were some raised voices, but it was still a discussion between Sin and I <laughs> as to whether it is one character smashing the Elden Ring and they they look a little androgynous from some angles, or if it was a male and female character and they were both smashing the Elden Ring. And what the concept art seems to be implying is that it's both. It's one character smashing the Elden Ring, but they're male or female depending on the angle you see them from. Like, they sort of seem to be switching from one to the other. If you if you look at the concept art, they're wearing the same clothes. So this led us to wonder if, like, because the gods are supposed to be a big thing in Elden Ring, the gods are going to be present and active rather than like, these are something that happened a long time ago and now they're either dead or vanished. So we were like, well, is this, is this a God who just has two forms? Cause that's possible. That's like a common thing in mythology. Or is it like the shattering of the Elden ring makes the body unstable and they start switching. That was another possibility. Mm-hmm. And then another possibility that I was thinking of, actually, is that you don't see that character's face and you hear the narrator go, like, it was shattered by someone or something. So I'm now wondering if, like, maybe it's intentionally being ambiguous as to what character that is, because you don't see the face and you can't really tell if it's a man or a woman because they keep changing from, from the angle you see them from. So is it may be saying that, like, we actually don't know who smashed the Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. So we we don't have a fixed idea of who they are. We don't have a fixed identity for them. So they're going to look a little different, like, as we explain the story. Because that's, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, what if, right? You know how in the... I've just had this thought. You know how we were saying, like, the... Um, the, the tower near the tree, that would be a good, like, firelink sort of situation, right? What if the the female character that we see is the Firekeeper equivalent? Because if that's the character who smashed the Elden Ring, that's like presumably 
the event that kicks everything off. Like it's the most important thing that's happened. So they can't just be some rando character we meet at some point. So I assume they'd either be like our guide or the final boss or both. Maybe they split into two and one is the firekeeper and one is the final boss. Oh, interesting. I don't, I hope not, but like maybe. And also the idea of bodies breaking down, like maybe they survive by splitting. It was one character who survived by splitting into two. Huh. Yeah. When I first saw the trailer, I thought maybe there's a parallel universe thing going on where two people are doing the same thing in two different worlds or whatever. Yeah. But but I don't think so anymore. I guess the other thing we should say with regard to this concept art that's leaked is that the first two things we talked about, which were the, the giant and the snake, they were released by a Chinese YouTuber who is like a big deal, like souls YouTuber is gaming YouTuber in, in China. Um, the equivalent of like a, like a Vardy sort of person. And, um, he released that because he thought it was fine to do it. It wasn't a case of like, oh, I found this leak. I'm going to release it to get attention. Like he thought it was okay to talk about, which suggests that like, they must be getting ready to release it. If he thought it was fine to do this, he probably was like a, like a, a went to like an event with them or something like that. And that's where he learned about it. The other thing is that the reason that, the other concept out of the the person smashing the ring is out is because the fucking NDA on that concept art has now expired. Like we're getting to the point where it was, it's been in development for so long that the concept art NDA is no longer applicable. Like it's actually expired, which suggests that like, you know, this is not like they didn't start development when that trailer came out, like it was pretty much ready to go. And then they were hit with delays and, and COVID happened and they, they weren't able to keep like, so it, it's gonna be soon okay thank you richie and the other concept art is of the actual like stand they're working on the thing is that because it's concept art there's eight different versions i don't know which one they went with because it's dark but all the versions depict like a huge tree yeah on the base of the this sort of dais that the Elden ring's been smashed on um, there's various different designs of tree, but there's always like, they're all multiple trees, except one that's one tree wrapped around it. And that makes me wonder if like, maybe the big trees that you see in the trailer, they may actually be more than one. Mm-hmm. They might be like the equivalent, say, of like arch stones, you can move between the trees or something like that. Could this be the interior of a giant tree? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you show like just entirely based on what we know, which is not much, and I could be entirely wrong, but I think that this is happening in the big tree that you see in the trailer, and then because that's like the focal point of everything, that's why it's in the middle of the map, and the bridge leading to it and the tower and everything. That's either gonna be, that's either gonna be our like firelink equivalent, or it's gonna be the Anolondo equivalent. So I have a question, Richie. Yeah. I sent you a picture. Could you describe what I sent you? 
Oh, Elden Ring. <laughs> it's the Elden Ring, we assume, being shattered. And it's on its little dais, but then the dais is on, like, a giant kind of rock, out, like, like a mesa. Yeah. And then that seems to be inside of the tree. Yeah, so the giant rock, how do you get on it? Uh, well, if you can command the stars with the Elden Ring, who can say? Do you think that's how you fast travel around? I think um, you will step into the tree and your character will fall and then it'll fade to black and then you'll suddenly fall out of the air onto this. Interesting. It's a pretty big rock you're standing on. When you arrive, the title card says pretty big rock. <laughs> And then you get the trophy arrived at the pretty big rock. All right, Richie, do the outro. That was the Snake Covenant episode 232. Discussion of Elden Ring leaks, um, probably soon superseded by an actual Elden Ring trailer. But in the meantime, you've got this. Yay! Sin is a known lorical, so... Release date, March 2022. I I think it will be this year. I think it might be soon. You know I've had a really tough work at week, so maybe I'm predicting a DLC. That's also possible. <laughs> you've also you've had such a tough week that you said, I've had a tough work at week. Because <laughs> you're so tired and you're trying to quit coffee. <laughs> Well, thank you, Richie. Thank you, Sin. And thanks, everyone, for listening. See y'all next time. Bye.